0: You are listening to the APSE podcast, the Association of People Supporting Employment First, with your host, Chris
1: Davies. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. We're very excited to have our very first official podcast sponsored by Minnesota APSE. Uh, And today we're going to be joined by uh, Kevin and Eric Marshall, who I'll introduce in just a moment. Uh, But before we get too far into it, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about uh, APSI and Minnesota APSI. Minnesota APSI is a state chapter of a national organization called Association for People Supporting Employment First, also known as APSI. Here at Minnesota APSI, we are an action oriented organization. Uh, We exist to bring people together to raise expectations so that people with disabilities can be employed and contribute and assume their roles and responsibilities as citizens in their communities. And I know Eric's gonna be able to tell us a lot about that today. Uh, Employment is, we believe is the same wages, standards, responsibilities, expectations, and opportunities available to any working age adult. We believe that one person at a time, employment is indeed the avenue out of poverty and isolation. We're very excited for uh, 2020 because we have four podcasts scheduled. Today's podcast is going to really focus on a personal story uh, that Eric Marshall will tell us, and we're also going to get perspective from his father, uh, Kevin Marshall. In our second podcast, we're going to focus on uh, what's going on uh, in the legislative uh, sessions. Uh, We're going to actually be with Alicia Munson, Public Policy Director for the of Minnesota, who's going to talk about, uh, during the recess, what's going on right now in the the current session. And later on in the year, we're going to have a panel of experts uh, give us a historical perspective of Minnesota APSI, as well as uh, a little more history about the Employment First movement uh, here in Minnesota and, and nationally. And uh, we're also reserving a third podcast, uh, sort of open for current events, and we will we will be able to plug in, you know, something that is, is going on and be timely uh, as this year, year unfolds. Uh, it's going to be an exciting year, uh, that's for sure. Uh, when we're, when this podcast is, is done filming, it will be housed on our YouTube channel. So Minnesota APSE has a YouTube channel. And uh, the best way to find it is just to simply search MN space APSE, A-P-S-E, YouTube, and you'll be able to find the the link to to this podcast. So, uh, with no further ado, let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? Uh, we're very happy to be here today uh, with Eric Marshall and with Kevin Marshall. And Eric's gonna to tell us his personal journey uh, through the childhood school systems all the way up to an employment. And uh, Kevin's also going to give us uh, his perspective. So. Uh, Why don't we start off uh, with you, Eric? Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background?
0: Hello, please be a little patient. I am using an augmentative device to communicate with you. My name is Eric Marshall. I am 27 years old. I enjoy sports of all kinds. I like to cheer on all Minnesota teams. I like spending time with family and friends. I enjoy traveling as often as I can.
1: Very good, very good. And and Kevin, what can you can you add to that?
2: Well, um, as Eric was a child, we, uh, he was diagnosed with cerebral palsy early in his life, and and also apraxia, which means Eric can understand things we tell him, but he can't always communicate them out. So that's the the green machine we call it, or his communication device. And and but even with that. Um, We, both my wife and I, were very much focused on treating Eric as any normal child in our family. And so he actively got involved in trips to the cabin and fishing and swimming and all those sort of things, Um, active church life. Um, Eric was lucky enough to participate in wheelchair softball, wheelchair basketball. Matter of fact, when he turned 14, Eric was a champion, part of the U.S. champion wheelchair basketball team in his category. So that was a pretty exciting time. Well done. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Well, wonderful. I understand you're a big
1: Gopher fan, too. Is that right, Eric? Nice. Yes. Yeah, me too. Born and raised. So let's uh, let's get into employment. You know, uh, one of the main reasons we're here today. Uh, Eric, can you tell us a little bit about why you were, were really wanting to work and why you were excited about uh, finding a job?
0: It is great to work. It is fun to interact with fellow employees it makes me feel proud to provide for my needs
1: good good and uh and maybe kevin you can also tell us a little bit about the experiences you had uh with the the school system and you know uh, going through transitions on your on your journey on your
2: uh on eric's way to employment sure absolutely i'd love to share um so as eric was going through school um we realized he wasn't uh, moving towards a full cognitive academic uh, type experience So obviously he got involved with an IEP, which is an individualized education program for him. And so that established goals that were more lifestyle focused. So whereas instead of focusing on math for the academic side, he'd focus on like checkbook and recipes and things like that to help him uh, expand in life. And as part of that, certainly uh, employment was always part of our our dream for Eric. So when he was in the Next Step, the transition program he was part of, they had various community interactions, opportunities to volunteer. And volunteering was a very critical part to Eric getting employment. So he went out to the fire department and cleaned tables and swept and kind of learned what the responsibility was really all about. And so uh, once we got through that process, then we uh, had an opportunity to start working with the county. And we worked with the county to be able to get the various services Eric would require to help get him supported employment. And just a couple notes in that process for, for parents out there that are wondering, uh, it's really important to have a good county case manager. And we were very fortunate for all the experiences we had. But, but you must um, you know, advocate for your child and be the strong supporter so that if indeed the resources aren't quite there that you're looking for, that you uh, push hard back on getting the right resources for your child. Uh, The second process then was to pick providers. So there were various providers out there that the case manager would recommend to us. And then we went out and actually did an interview type process with those various providers. And uh, that allowed us to understand who was providing what kind of resources. So although um, employment was important for Eric, so were life skills. So were um, the different types of, uh, he went to a DT&H as well, a day habilitation type program so that he could interact with community as he did, also interact with employment and things of that nature. So, that's kind of how we got started in the transition program. Uh, we found a great provider that we worked with, and they started working under the um, kind of the whole development process. And so, that's what uh, how we got started in the in the in, in the employment search.
1: Okay, okay. So it sounds like uh, from early on, uh, you had the expectation that you would be a part of society and and that you would work. Uh, was there a moment that was, was sort of uh, an epiphany for you or you had that or did you feel like you had that uh, ever since day one, since you were born?
0: I got to experience many different opportunities. I used supported employment services, which included exploration and development services to help me determine if and where I wanted to work. Currently, I'll leverage various support services to help me be successful at my jobs.
2: I think uh, as we were going through this process, um, believe it or not, uh, we went to 100 different businesses that we started to evaluate and understand. And. And first, we kind of took a look at what were these themes or what were the common areas that would make Eric successful. And and as you can see, Eric's smile is probably his biggest asset. So we knew that interacting with people, interacting in that sort of structure was good. Uh, Eric's always had a passion for sports. So anything we could do to kind of align with that. And also for um, some entertainment and various types of processes like that. So We started with those themes and went to over a hundred different places that we talked to and learned about. And and it's difficult, as you can see, with Eric's uh, lack of ability to to kind of walk and talk, there were a lot of people that looked uh, like uh, that he could not fit in their structure. Uh, matter of fact, Marcus Theater, where he finally got a job, um, we had to go there seven different times uh, with myself and with the job coaches, visiting with different managers, coming prepared with the green machine to have the right type of vocabulary that fit the job and the position. And, and finally, that was kind of our epiphany moment when they accepted him to give him an opportunity to try. And that's all he needed. Uh, once he got in there, then uh, he's been there now for three plus years. So that turned out to be a great experience. Excellent.
1: And I understand you have a, another job as well. Can you tell us about that job? Um, we'll go, for sp-
2: go for football. Go absolutely. for football. Absolutely. TCF right. Bank Stadium. Um, so there was, and this kind of brings in the the item of supports and what kind of supports a child needs for these side of opportunities. So when he's at Marcus and that sort of environment, um, that is a place where you know he's coming to. You know the location. You know the environment. So local supports can help him get his job done. And uh, whereas at the TCF Bank Stadium is a very large area, difficult to know where to come and where to go and how to get around, then he requires a job coach to be with him the whole time he is at that facility. So um, you can see that you can find different types of roles of people to support him depending on the job. So irregardless of the difficulty of the job or what's really called for, there is a way to find uh, resources that can help all along that path.
1: Very good, very good. Uh, Eric, yes. w- what were you most excited about uh, in the, the prospect of the idea of working?
0: It is important to work. I really like working to earn money, interact with people, and give back to my community.
1: So it's really important to you, it sounds like, Eric, to, to not only uh, be out in the community, but to, to give something back and to be productive. Yeah. And do you feel like you're a, you get that
2: from work? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's really a universal, you know, concept that we all get, you know, from working. So,
2: it was really interesting the yeah. the ability for Eric now to go out and buy mom a mother's day gift and a card and even buy himself some games when he needs them and, you know, the fact that you have money and it helped him learn how to use the money. But there's a few other things that we noticed about work that has turned out to be pretty valuable. And not only for Eric's benefit, but for the company he works for, uh, Marcus. You know, the employees around Marcus, seeing their Eric there, knowing that they can help Eric during the day, has kind of filled them up a little bit, too, with a special purpose, per se. And I think I've noticed the people coming in the doors at Marcus, when they notice someone like Eric there, um, they feel good about Marcus and about being there in that experience because they have an open heart to uh, that sort of thing. Um, obviously, we hope at some point in time that is not a surprise or something that's unique in the environment, that everybody with disabilities can work. But now still, it's a bit of a, a good opportunity to showcase uh, his, his abilities and his capabilities. So, um, you know, the other thing I would add, too, is that It kind of takes a village to be successful here. So as we mentioned earlier, there's case management and county services, there's providers that we had put together, and ourselves as parents too, need to be his strongest advocates. Um, So, and sometimes another challenge is is transportation that people run into. And uh, Eric has been lucky enough to have a good Metro system around us, which is part of the bus system in the state of Minnesota. And he's able now to, you do Metro on your own, right? Yes. And uh, he sets up his rides to and from Marcus and things like that. Um, but even at times when... Do you want to share something? S A T
1: S U D A Y.
2: Yep, Saturday and Sunday, Eric uh, sets up his uh, schedule for Metro for his upcoming work weekdays that he works. And um, so good. he's pretty, and he's very... Um, Uh, mindful of letting us know when indeed that time comes so that he can make those schedules occur. Um, But as a parent, too, um, you find yourselves um, kind of filling the gaps for people, because if someday Metro doesn't happen to show up or he needs transportation here or there, um, you know, you're there as a parent also to fulfill that role for him. So uh, it's, it's all in all, it's worked out quite well.
1: It sounds like, too, Eric, you really have jobs that are a good fit for you. You know, you're your dad said that you have a million-dollar smile, I think, earlier. And uh, working at the movie theater and at the football games, those are places people are paying their money to go to. They want to see somebody with a smile on their face with a nice personality, right? So sounds like you really are in a, a job where uh, uh, not only they feel uh, good about going to, but you're bringing real value to the position uh, based on your, your skill sets, it sounds like. That's fantastic.
2: And he does a pretty good job. I mean, he, he checks tickets at the Gopher game for people that can get into the suites area. And he pays pretty good attention with that. But I, I got to remind him once in a while, he finds himself watching the game a little more than uh, performing the job. But I would do the same thing. So I don't really fault him for that too much.
1: Well, you and I have something a little in common, Eric. Years ago, I was an usher for the Minnesota Twins, and uh, I watched a lot of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I got reminded a couple times myself, so... <laughs> We're we're fans at heart, right? All right, I love it. Can you tell us more uh about what you you um you know, think people should know and maybe what you think is most important or you like the most about your job.
0: Don't be afraid. Get out there and go for it. It may take some time, but it is worth it.
2: Well said. Well said. Yeah, and I could just share with with people out there that are considering employment or looking to help their significant other or whatever it may be work. Um, You know, you really have to be their biggest advocate um, in in all ways, in in finding the resources and support and and that sort of things. As we mentioned earlier, uh, volunteering is really critical. You don't have to shoot for a job that pays. Uh, Very much volunteering can work. I mean, Eric, before he got his jobs, he volunteered at Ashland Productions, which is a community theater, where he handed out bulletins to the and programs to the people. He uh, worked at Arc or volunteered at Arc uh, thrift stores, where he learned how to stock shelves and interact with people as they were shopping and things. and And all those things kind of can bring be brought together into a resume that can represent your skills and your talents quite well uh, as you move into um, into an employment situation. and And the final thing I would say is. Um, you know, just don't accept no and don't accept that there's something he cannot do because he's fully capable and able of uh, taking on any of these challenges. Uh, and certainly we've, we've proved that through time and through his work ethic that he's provided.
1: Very good. Very good. And, you know, Eric, this is uh, this podcast today will be watched by lots of different people, families, individuals uh, who are thinking about. Um, wanting to work or um, going out and working themselves. Is there anything else you'd like uh, people that will be watching this podcast to know or you'd like to share?
0: Don't be afraid. Get out there and go for it. It may take some time, but it is worth it.
1: All right. And Kevin, is there any, uh, you know, maybe uh, parents of a young child uh, today who who may experience experience challenges, uh, is there any other advice you'd like to offer?
2: Well, again, just I'll I'll repeat again, it's just the fact that have faith and confidence in your child. Um, It's going to take some time. It has taken some time for us as well to get to this point. But Get out there and work with the providers, with the county, with the resources that you have available to you, and uh, and it'll come together. It will happen uh, as long as you're persistent and uh, you stay on top of the opportunities.
1: Um, well,
2: uh, we want to
1: uh, really thank you both for coming in today uh, and telling us your story. Um, Eric, it's, uh, I think, very inspiring uh, to folks that maybe, Aren't sure whether they can work or haven't thought about really working in their own job out in the community. Uh, so you uh, sharing your story, and especially in a, a format like this that can be literally seen by by millions of people, uh, uh, can truly be a spark, you know, and and sort of an inspiration uh, to people uh, who. Who uh, will then consider consider working out in the community. And uh, Kevin, really appreciate uh, your time here today too and, and your insights as a, as a parent, you know, in, in going through the school and the transition system out into uh, the adult working world. And you're still a I don't actually know how old you are, but you look like a pretty young man. So you know, you still got a, a journey to unfold, right? And yes. and who knows, you know, down the road, all the different things you can you can do. Um, uh, you're you're you have great jobs right now, and you got your building blocks, and it'll be fun to to see where where uh, your future takes you. So, so really appreciate it, and thank uh, the audience out there for for joining us today as well. I uh, really appreciate you tuning in to our our fir- first podcast. Remember, uh, our next episode uh, will be with Alicia Munson. She's the public policy director for the Art Minnesota, and she's going to take some time and speak with us as she's on her break from the spring break from the legislative sessions and, and kind of update us on all the the things going on down at the uh, down at the Capitol, uh, particularly the bills and issues that, uh, that affect um, people with disabilities and services for, for people with disabilities. Um, remember, you can find this uh, podcast on our YouTube channel and just search MNAPSI YouTube and you'll be able to, to watch this and, and share it with friends. Uh, please spread the word. If you'd like to learn more about Minnesota APSI, uh please visit our website at MN. Apsy.org. So that's M-N-A-P-S-E.org. And you can learn about all the things that we're doing and ways that you can contribute and, and be a part of of the movement uh, towards uh, resources and knowledge and best practices uh, for, for people out there working uh, in real jobs, just like uh, you have, Eric. Yep. So, uh, so thanks again. And uh, for now, we're signing off. And remember, if you believe it, you can achieve it.